0: This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock.
1: Hey, Tom, he's Casey, so this is Mutt uh, from Wisconsin, and I uh, just listened to the last show, and I want to know, uh, what team does that number seven Kyle play for? Because I'm looking at my fantasy, fantasy Smeagol Ball League, and I need a uh, ring bearer for my team, and I wanted to know if... Uh, number seven call plate for that team or not and uh also i just seen the uh republican debate i was wondering if that guy who makes the ar-15s with the christian crap on it if there was one that he does with all satanist shit because after i seen the uh debate i want to keep my guns out of the hands of christians
0: <laughs> so john three sixteen says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In other words, kiss my ass or fuck you, go to hell. But I love
2: you. Glory hole. Hey guys, this is Jeff Lopad just calling to tell you to please never, ever, ever stop talking about Sarah Palin. She is perfect. Nothing she says could possibly be more wrong. I love when she said she wanted to be the Energy Secretary because she wanted to be able to drill in states It's fantastic. The current energy secretary is a nuclear fucking physicist. The Department of Energy oversees the country's nuclear weapons and has nothing to do with drilling. That's the Department of the Interior. Literally nothing she says could possibly be more wrong. Oh, my God. I've been listening since, like, the last election, you guys, and I am so looking forward to you covering all the Republicans and the crazy shit they say. Please don't stop.
4: It's amazing. You know, I know I knew it was episode 250, Tom. Yeah. Because I made this homemade clock to count down <laughs> <laughs> when we got. Hey, there's
3: there's a knock on your door. Go answer <laughs> 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 it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: Bomb squad. <laughs> yeah. Sarah called the bomb squad on me earlier, so. Yeah. <sighs> oh, nicely done.
1: Uh,
3: so let's talk about the bomb squad and the fact that they doesn't seem like they were called. This story is from the Dallas News. Ahmed Mohammed swept up. uh, Hoax bomb charges swept away as Irving Teen's story floods social media. So that's a terrible title. That is. That's
4: awkward and weird.
3: Man, that's Jesus fucking Dallas Morning News. You are terrible writers and you should all be fired. (laughs) Um, You should all be be lined up
4: against the wall and shot in the face. (laughs) That's that's the only solution. (laughs) We'll call it the final solution. How's that? (laughs) Fuckers. Actually, kill all of them but one so that that one learns how to write, write correctly. Yeah, that one can you know tell I mean? the story so to that that one the could, other yeah, aspiring he could, writers. He like... could write a really bad headline about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Writer shot, lined against wall, all
3: fall but one. Dallas Morning News. So, so this story is uh, – it's pretty fucked up. So this kid, this Ahmed Mohammed, um, he takes a pencil case and he turns it into a little alarm clock. He makes – all he did. He took a pencil case and he put some fucking electronics in it and he made a little alarm clock. And he thought he was clever because he's a kid and he built a thing that worked. And My kid can't fucking fucking snap two Legos <laughs> together. So, you know <laughs> – Why did I get the dumb kid? <laughs> See, we <laughs> could trade up for an Ahmed, Tom. Because he's not a studious brown stem kid. The you know, difficult like thing,
4: though, yeah. if, you, if you were to trade up for him, is that constantly the bomb squad's getting called to your house like every third day. Right? And going through airports would suck. It's true. You know We'd I mean? be, I'd be constantly. But, you know, I guess it wouldn't suck because you get the free
3: pat down. And I consider that a little bit of a massage you don't pay for. Oh, OK. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's a bonus. I like to make sure I'm fully erect when I get it Just to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> I
4: like to so. force them to wear a joy buzzer when they do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking funny. It's like you
3: go through security, you pop a Viagra a half hour before, and like wear khakis. Oh god, just you're your just fucking, fucking the whole You are time. just
4: fucking rock hard. You're like one and a half inches is barely poking through your khakis. <laughs> And you just go through security, fucking raise your hands up in the air with your fucking tent pole sticking out. Sir, I think you might have dropped one of your combos down your pants there. <laughs> Pretty hard. <laughs> Smells like pretzels. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so this, this kid gets uh, – he brings this uh, pencil case alarm clock to school and he shows it to his teacher and his fucking teacher <laughs> flips their shit and they call the cops, and the cops show up and fucking arrest them. And the stories that I've read are fucking outrageous, because they arrest the kid. And the police, like, when they're defending it later, they're like, well, he just kept telling us it was a clock. And then, like, later, he's like, that's because it was just a clock. <laughs> like, <there's> the... <laughs> the police seemed miffed. They're like, he just kept telling us. We questioned him and questioned him. He just kept telling us it was a clock. And it's like, well, that's the answer you would get if it was a clock. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't get <laughs> – there wouldn't be a yeah. second – part of that unless it was like i built a clock out of you know what i mean yeah. like, there's nothing else to there's say nothing else yeah so what uh, a few things that i thought were interesting and i don't know if these are 100% accurate because i couldn't i couldn't verify but i i did see something on facebook and then i poked around a little bit trying to verify it that it, you know kind of brought home a point that i thought was sort of interesting that that maybe they didn't really think this was a bomb because they didn't call the bomb squad and if you really think there's a bomb you don't take the bomber and arrest them and you know not call the bomb I mean like the, there's a whole protocol of evacuations and you know fucking robots that blow shit up and like there's a whole thing that happens when you really think there's a bomb. Yes. That doesn't sound at all like what
4: happened here. You're right. It sounds it sounds like uh like people just automatically presumed that it was a bomb, I guess, or or maybe there was, you know, or that it was a hoax That bomb, it was a hoax that he bomb. Had a,
3: that he had bad intentions.
4: Yeah. You, you don't know. Like, I don't know what was going through their head. Um, right. But they're they're sort of sticking to their guns and saying that they thought it was a bomb. Uh, and that uh, – but it wasn't. I mean, it's a fucking clock. And the reason why we're even talking about this is because the kid uh, either is a Muslim or looks like a Muslim. I don't even know if he's a Muslim. Like, I think he's right, a Muslim because yeah. I saw him talking – uh, giving a, a, a conference and there was a couple of people by him wearing hajib like like there was a couple of women standing by him with the you know, the thing on their head. But there's this reaction that people have to Muslims where they're automatically. uh They're automatically violent, you know what I mean? They're automatically extremists, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I think I think there's a bunch of distinctions. I, I, this issue strikes
3: me that there, there are distinctions that need to be made um, that are important distinctions in order to think uh even remotely critically about about this issue right about about the issue of sure. of islam and islamophobia and because i think you and i both agree that islam is not true right, right. it's not it's a set of ideas that which which have <clears throat> which which first of all are not true and that's not islamic islamophobic to say so i, I want to be really clear about that i don't think the ideas for judaism are true i don't think the jainism stuff has any any truth to it so i don't think islam is true then second to that um, I would go so far as to say that I think many of the ideas in the Islamic teaching are dangerous ideas. Sure. Um, violent ideas. They subjugate women. Now, not everybody follows Islam to the letter, right? Right. And so that's the distinction. So you can you can draw a distinction between criticizing um, a religion as a set of ideas about the world and about what's true – and how we should act. That's Islam. That's a set of ideas. That's not That's not people. Then there are people who act on those ideas. And they can be criticized. And that's not Islamophobic, right? So we routinely cover stories about, like, let's say ISIS. That's a great, easy example. It's like talk about the Nazis, right? So you just, they're so egregiously awful that they're like, they define one end of the spectrum. You can be extremely critical of... Muslims for acting on their Muslim beliefs, on their Islamic beliefs when they throw a stone at somebody in order to murder them for violating some kind of religious prescription, right? That's not Islamophobic. What is Islamophobic is singling out a kid with an alarm clock, and calling him, basically calling him a terrorist or a potential terrorist. And the reason for me that Islamophobia is problematic is because it's um, this kind of Islamophobia, where you look at somebody and you see that they have a name like Ahmed Mohammed and they have brown skin. Um, and you decide, well, that's what I think a terrorist is. And I am afraid that all Muslims are terrorists. And I refuse to draw a distinction between moderates and extremists, and then I'm going to racially profile based on that prejudice. You know, that would have done you no good finding the Boston Marathon bombers, sure, who were uh, white dudes, right? It, being an Islamic extremist doesn't mean you look a certain way. You can look. You know, there was that uh, Jose Padilla guy. Remember that guy? Yeah. He didn't have. He didn't have the look. Right of. Your traditional look or the name of your traditional. There was the shoe bomber. Yeah, Uh, his name was Richard something, right? I thought so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so there there are a number of problems with using um, you know, uh, visual cues as your as your markers to say this is what an extremist looks like. I don't think you can find out what an extremist looks like until they reveal their stripes. Now, when an extremist reveals their stripes and they are, you know, pro the subjugation of women or, you know, the uh, pro any kind of violence, fucking hand chopper offer machine. Right. You know, they've got fucking hand chopper offer machines in their fucking back pocket. Then then absolutely it's not Islamophobic to criticize them for their violence or their religion for being not true. And it's not Islamophobic to criticize their religion for supporting the violence.
4: Right, and and you know, they're all important distinctions. Sure, and we're talking about we've said this many times, and it, it bears repeating. When you talk about the difference between moderates and fundamentalists, the difference is the level at which they adhere to their religion. Right. So when you say a fundamentalist, you're saying he's inherently more religious than the moderate. He is doing more religious things. He's he's abiding by the religious codes set out by his by his religion. Well, what's the problem between the two? One has more of something. What does it have more of? Could right. that be the thing that we need to combat? Could that be the thing that is inherently bad? Uh, you know, we talked about like last week. We we're talking about the uh, the guys who were saying you'd beat your wife. You know what I mean? Like we they're discussing right whether off. or not beating your right. wife. Yeah. You know, if you were to say that in any other context, Tom, talk about like if you were just to say like you know should a guy be able to beat his wife? outside of any sort of religious uh conversation immediately people would be like what the fuck is wrong with you sure right but the moment you start to say it in the context of Islam does it get any kind of special protection then should right. i should i look at that and say no that 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 has special protection now yeah or that's that's a conversation that's worth having right because because, because
3: it lives within yep. this uh, religious framework, yeah. and then all of a sudden that's a conversation that doesn't deserve my
4: derision yeah. and my exactly. uh, anger, and the, right? Yeah, You know, it's easy to point to Hitler or whatever, but you can't look at Mein Kampf and be like, oh, well, that's a, that's a cultural idea. We can't really talk about how there's bad ideas in it.
0: You right. mean, like,
4: fucking, there's bad ideas in stuff. It's okay to fucking call out bad ideas. And the other thing, too, is a lot of people will say, like, and this is a Resla Aslan or Aslam, whatever his name is, um, he talks about how it's all culture. And you're like, yes, there's culture. It's cultural, of course, it's cultural. But to remove the religion part of it uh, neglects a huge portion of what you know what could be damaging here. How easy is it to indoctrinate through religion? Right. You know, how easy is that to do? So you know, the religion is a tool. Maybe it's a tool of your culture, but it's still a tool. And if you take away the religion, it's a lot harder for people to try to indoctrinate their children and things like that because now your argument is not. That there's an ultimate being that says it's okay. Now your argument is, well, our country thinks it's okay. Well, what happens when I start looking at Facebook and other countries don't do that? Oh, well, I don't think that's a good idea then. Now I might have a diverse opinion. But if I'm saying fucking uh, almighty God or whatever, an almighty Allah or whatever the fuck you believe in, says that this is the fucking right way and if you don't do this, you fucking suffer, then there's a fucking – there's some clear motivation there to do the thing that you want culturally. And I think people neglect that. They just they just gloss over that. Like, oh well, fucking, it's not religion's fault. It's the culture's fault. Well, fucking, what helps the fucking what helps make it cultural is the religious indoctrination. Yeah, how do you how do you pull the eggs out of the cake after it's baked? Right, that's a great you know, way to put it. Yeah,
3: I, I I don't even understand that. Like, it's such a meaningless thing to say. Like, oh, it's not it's not the religion. It's the culture, motherfucker. Religion is embedded in the culture. Yeah, what does that word culture even mean if it doesn't mean you know the the aggregate sum of of you know the religious beliefs, the, the the history, the art, the music of a people. Like, what is what is culture even if it, if that even means anything? If it doesn't include religion in its subsets, yeah. I, I, I it it ceases to even have meaning. So it's like, oh, it's the culture. Well, okay, you didn't say it's not the religion. By saying that, you did not say it's not the religion.
1: Well, boys and girls. Put your hand up if you've heard of the word evolution. Oh, boy, I think just about everyone puts their hands up. So this
3: story should give us all hope for humanity. (laughs) This comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Ken Ham, if evolution says humans are animals, why bother worrying about climate change? So most of this I didn't care about. But... The line, Ken Ham says, those of us who accept evolution shouldn't even care about climate change. Quote, if we are just animals, as evolution teaches, then why should we even care for the environment? Other animals don't worry about protecting other species or the environment. So why should we? And it's like such a shitty, ridiculous straw man, first of all. Sure. Yeah. It's it's silly. But it also has an answer that, like, fucking my, my eight-year-old would be able to refute this argument fucking without looking up from Minecraft, <laughs> you know? <laughs> He'd be like, so we still have an earth and food, fucking water to drink, man. That's it. Yeah. Like, even, even if you take the most short-sighted, narcissistic, selfish, self-centered, myopic worldview possible. It's so we don't fuck it up for us. Like yeah. even if every fucking yeah. chimpanzee exactly. gets lit on fire <laughs> to fuel our cars. Like I don't care if we're stuffing fucking lemurs <laughs> into diesel trucks. <laughs> it's like the engines purring. That's right? for sure.
4: <laughs>
3: it's like it's like like even if you were advocating, you know, uh, filling uh airline engines full of fucking elephant tusks yeah sure in order to yeah. get around you would still have to pause and say well wait a minute i'm going to need some water to drink yeah and some air to breathe and a food to eat and a food to eat yeah so that's the reason. Like, yeah. It's
4: real fucking easy. Even if you care about nothing else. The thing is, is though, I think he's arguing that no matter what, you shouldn't care about the environment. Because the opposite end of that, that equation, right, yeah. the other side of that equation is, is that if if let's just say I don't believe in evolution, let's say I believe in his wackadoo fucking <laughs> idea that God fucking waved his magic wand six thousand years ago and created everything uh, you know. Right. First, the water, and then actually went up to the stars and created those first, and then yeah, in all you know, kinds in of, wacky kind of weird order.
1: order. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that doesn't even really seem like right. it could happen. But let's just presume that this is sure. the way it works. Uh, he's saying he's saying what Sarah Palin said last week, which is God shit a bunch of stuff all over the Earth, <laughs> dumped, energy. He dumped energy wherever he wanted, and you should you shouldn't care. <laughs> Basically, you're being taken care of by God. Right. So you have two choices, and your choice is either you're selfish. And you don't give a shit because you're an evolutionist or whatever he would call you, right? Or you're selfish and you're awesome because God loves you and likes to shit things out from heaven at you. So those are your two options, I think. In his in his yeah, worldview, right. yeah, I think that those are the only two things that he would see. And so for him, sustainability, climate change, that sort of thing that's a that's a useless concept. Yeah, it's
3: not happening. It's, it's not, not even a
4: conversation. Yeah, it's not it's not a useless it's not a use useful concept for him or his followers, and it's certainly not a useful concept for Anybody else, you know, in the whole world, because if you're not one yeah. of his followers, you're probably against him, so. right? Yeah, you know, maybe maybe he has a more nuanced view than that, and maybe I am straw manning him here. I don't know, but I it's I, I will say that that is a very common line of thought, though. Yes, from the creationist people. Right. You, I mean, we heard Sarah Palin talk about it last week. You hear. Any of these creationists talk about the glory of God and how they can ease – that. like the world is here for us to fuck basically right. yes. is what they yeah. say. Like you can face fuck any hole in the earth and it's the face. <laughs> doesn't matter what the hole is. It's the face and you're allowed to fuck it. And No, I mean really though, they, they have that mentality. Yeah. Now, is that Ken Ham's? I don't know. But uh, I would imagine that Ken Ham doesn't think very differently than that. Well, and I mean
3: in, in the bulk of what he says, he basically is like, hey, look – the the Earth go through goes through uh, cooling and warming cycles, and you know it's not. How would we you can even know? Like it. with six thousand years only under your belt, you yeah, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, you probably should. wouldn't. And it, it, he's just making it up. You know, he's just making it up because yeah. he has to concede at some point. He has to concede some things to reality because shit is actively changing, and and there's a there's a point where he has to. There's got to be this. Tremendous cognitive dissonance, where all of the evidence, yeah. and he almost says as much. He's like, "Hey, well, you know, if all that stuff is true, this would be very alarming." Yeah, but since it's just the Bible that's true, yeah. that's his argument. But since it's just the Bible that's true, I can ignore the mountains of
4: fucking evidence. Well, I always wonder, like, what? And this always goes back to the to the six thousand year thing, and you know, you're willing to throw out this. You're willing to say that, like. Our understanding of how planets form, our understanding of how the universe formed, our understanding of how uh, planetary bodies move, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that go counter to what you believe, right? right, that that you have to throw out in order to believe your 6,000-year-old myth. All that stuff's gone. When do you start putting the science into your basket that you think is I, OK? I know. I don't understand. Like, where, do you, where do you reach for when you start talking about whether or not climate – because he says – Um, There was a global flood a few thousand years ago that completely changed the Earth's surface and climate that the Earth and that the Earth is still settling down from this catastrophe. So we should expect there to be some variations in climate change. You know, you're where are you getting you know, where why are you in particular saying that there is variations in climate? Why are you even saying that? Like what? What part is that in your Bible that they say there's variations in climate? Is that where you're getting it from? Or cause I always wonder where they're getting, you know, why are you taking one or two things that you're like, well science is okay here, but I fucking they don't know anything about carbon dating, or they don't know anything yeah, about how right. planets form, or they don't know any, anything about how long things have been going. I think that's the concession to reality though, where they have
3: to at some point look around and see that that they're wrong and then try to make sense of the wrong. Like, there's a there, he has to acknowledge variation in climate. He has to acknowledge that because it's self fucking evident at yeah. this point, because all of the evidence points in that direction. I just wonder how many Indians he's making cry. That's the that's the real question. How many single, single Indian tears. tears does it take to fill the world with a global flood of
4: single Indian tears? God is just like a trillion crying Indians. Oh no, he's one really big crying enormous
1: splash. Hope you built a
3: boat. <laughs>
1: you are watching the beginning and the birth of the new world order, and you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy, all you want. Oh man! So
3: this is from Right Wing Watch, and I and 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 I want to preface this again. I'm gonna do every time that <laughs> fucking
4: Glenn Beck. He's he's seriously, <laughs> honestly, t- truly, mentally ill. And this this in particular, I watched this video, and I did
3: not feel comfortable. He is honestly. I read the transcript, and I was like, oh, he's really. This is a man who is sick. He's sick, and he needs. He needs a lot of help, and nobody will help this poor guy. And I don't know why I'm laughing about it, but nobody will help this guy. I think because his fucking message continues to play into this, like, uh, Christian paranoia narrative.
4: Yep, that Christian paranoia echo chamber. So this is from Right Wing Watch, um, Glenn Beck's show. Also, what is he wearing? What is that? I I think. What is happening there? That is... A funky designed flannel is what it looks like to me. It's like a Tex-Mex flannel. It looks like a placemat at like a Santa Fe restaurant. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like it. You look at that. It's it. Like if you flipped it over, there would be a kid's maze on the back. I just don't know
3: you which coals he robbed
4: <laughs> to get that Kohl's. from. <laughs> You know he's walking around. And he's like, "That's more like it." And He grabs it off the hanger and he brings it up. And he, no, he just walks right out cash. and he starts screaming that the end of the world's coming. And he's allowed to have it. And they just let him go. They're just like, "They're like, oh, yes. that's just, oh, that's Glenn, just Glenn."
3: He comes in here. Once See you tomorrow, Glenn. He takes all the weird shit from our clearance rack. <laughs> he looks so weird.
1: The arm of God is is starting to move and. I'm sorry to say that I think massive crisis is coming our way. I don't know if it's related to Shamita. I don't know when it will happen, but it will happen.
4: See, now he's pronouncing it like a black girl's name. (laughs) Shamita! (laughs) That's awesome! I don't know that we can use that. Oh, we're using that. I don't that. know that we can use that. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, white people are afraid of the black apocalypse I anyway. Know. It's awesome. they are so scared.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. It's Shemita. It's Shemita. <laughs> She's from Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Ferguson or Baltimore. It's a massive crisis. Yeah.
3: It's one black girl. <laughs> <laughs> Run! Hide your white uh, goods. <laughs> no!
2: Oh.
1: And I think sooner rather than later, but a massive crisis is coming. There's something coming, but I want you to know that whatever that is, whenever that is, and whoever that
3: is, <laughs> Wait, how specific? <laughs> whatever, whenever, or, whoever, whoever, however, whatever. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, I well, want you to know. I'm just I'm just here saying shit into a microphone oh, to this point. Oh my gosh. You know he's you know what he's like? He's like a he's like a punch drunk uh like one of those uh, uh all night uh televangelists like raising money guys, you know? It's like 3:30 yeah. in the morning. He's got fucking droopy eyes. He's yeah. been on stage. He's like Okay, everybody, just donate some money. Yeah, I don't know how much money. Who's on next for the state show? <laughs> okay, that's really good. Uh, somebody's got to bring me a coffee. Like <laughs> he's just,
4: you know what I mean? I do. He's fucking totally lost. Like, to it. He doesn't even know his own hey, where he's at. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like visiting your grandpa in the fucking <laughs> nursing home. Where your grandpa's just like his life sucks, so he's gonna tell you your life sucks. Just like I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's gonna suck and it's gonna be sucky and it's gonna be awful. I don't care who, I don't care when. It's gonna suck. He's trying to
3: convince <laughs> you the orderlies are stealing from him. It's like <laughs> they took uh, my candy. They took uh, my candy. I had a of Royals originals right over there. I don't know. Whoever. Oh
4: God. Oh my God. I don't God. look to that. They're stealing <laughs> from me years. <laughs> Those are not a fun years. It's a- <laughs>
3: Oh. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave things out for myself yeah. that can disappear, that I can be mad about. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just want you to remember that I truly believe. Man, there's times that I say things that I know are true, and this is one of them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and there's other times I feed you such a line of bullshit, even I can't
4: buy it. You gotta love a guy who's blown away by his own truth. You know? like, <laughs> man. I'm
3: really about to not lie to you. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Like, let this one blow your hair back, kids. <laughs> Here, old Glenn's going to let one out of the truth bag. Dropping a truth bomb <laughs> on you, suckers.
1: 828 is more than a date. 828 is when we met in Washington, D.C., August 28th. 828 is more of a date, it's a lifestyle, but it is also. A promise.
4: Huh? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the part where he goes crazy. It's a promise. He's He's going to skin his producer alive (laughs) in a few moments. (laughs) You just got to wait for it.
1: Yeah. Romans 828. Summary. No matter what happens. (laughs) He doesn't even quote it. All of it is going to be for him. All of it will work into his plan. No matter how bad it gets. We should rest assured, as long as we're doing our part, it's all going to be good. He's going to take some of the worst things that we've ever seen in our lifetime, and quite honestly, some of the worst things that, that any human being has seen that's alive today. Now think about all those people who survived the Holocaust that are still living today. Worse things than anyone who is alive today has ever seen. We will see in the next five to eight years.
4: Oh, he's putting a timeline on it. Yeah, there we go. See, I, I think that that's a mistake. Five to eight years. Yeah, but Glenn that Bec- seems like a pretty quick turnaround. Unless there's some sort of really mad, bad, awful disaster. Like we're talking zombie virus. That could, yeah, that you know, that would zombie be bad. virus. Um, uh, r- smallpox, rabies, smallpox, rabies is bad. That's yeah. the double
3: whammy. Or yeah.
4: nuclear bomb from. North Korea blows us all up. Yeah, that seems um, super unlikely. <laughs> seems unlikely.
3: Seems, like, seems more likely they blow themselves yeah. up with their bomb, and it'd be like, up like two feet, and boom.
4: Sounds like my sex life. Hey, two, feet, hey, two feet. Two feet. <laughs> two feet. I was I was more talking about the the anticlimactic. Uh,
3: oh, no, premature I, I, I explosion. I but yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. I'm not criticizing yeah, that part of your- Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one not criticizing.
4: <laughs> that <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh that seems like a a pretty uh accelerated timeline. <laughs> it's a
3: bold prediction. It's a bold prediction. It's definitely a bold prediction. I do like though that if you if you buy into that, it will be after the next presidency. So like I I wonder if that plays into it. Like because then yeah, if his guy gets yeah, if yeah. his guy gets in, then it's a good 4 years and then, you know, if
4: not, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I wonder too. All, you know, w- w- when he's saying this too, what he's saying is, is that it's all for God and we're going to be okay. But you're like, no, you're not. Cause you're going to have to live through this too. Yeah. I don't understand how it's like, well, even though it's going to be super
3: awful, it's all going to be for him. And it's like, well, if it's worse, if it's worse than the Holocaust, you know, then it's like, I don't, I, I don't care who it's for.
4: Yeah. Like, you know what I
3: mean? Like, <laughs> I, it, there's no scenario where it could be like, oh, yeah, we turned your fucking baby into a lampshade. But, you know. It's for we, God. We did it for God. It'd be like, war, you could have just not done that. Yeah. That would have been I really kind of like that baby. I was,
4: <laughs> I was using, using that baby. baby.
3: <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't want to live through something worse than the Holocaust. Yeah. I want to die immediately before that starts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, it's going to be worse. Fucking, I wanted the first fucking train yeah. to the, to there, the yeah. death. Thing. That's yeah. what I
1: want. I want to get I wanna, by the train. I be on the Zyklon B Express. Right? Can you put me on
3: there? Zyklon <laughs> like B Express?
1: But understand, have great faith because all of it will be to his good and glory. All of it will be used. There is no waste of anything with him.
4: It's again, it's the crying Indian God. Right? There's no waste. There's no waste. No waste. You they eat the, all of the buffalo, they, the whole thing. Even this part of the buffalo. Look, there's no waste. When they make the lampshade, they use the whole baby. They use the whole baby. <laughs> <laughs> they put the entire Jew in the oven.
3: <laughs> what a fucking horrible way to think about the world. Oh, there's no waste. Oh. Oh, so when those when those Syrian toddlers wash yeah, up wash on the beach, ashore, you're just like, yeah, oh, no, use them as the- bobbers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> they're
3: they're baby buoys. <laughs> 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 you just put a blinking blue light on the corpses in the water. <laughs> oh Jesus, I take it all back. I rescind it all. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you, you stack them up to make a lighthouse of the dead. <laughs>
1: oh god!
4: What a degenerate <laughs> fucking way to think! It is really something, isn't it? Where oh. you're, you're going to talk about the most horrible? And this is what I, I I ran into this my whole young life when I ran into the born again people and they talked about. How the, this is, you know, they're t- they talked about the end of the world and they talked about all this awful shit all the time. And there's this sort of sick pleasure that I think people derive from that boogeyman story that they're going to tell you about how awful the rapture is going to be. Yeah, right. It's like a it's like a torture porn movie that they really just enjoy telling over and over and over again. It's the you know the 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 whole night there was a, a clanking sound and it turns out it was the husband's ring on the back window. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, you know. What I mean, right. like there are all yeah. these. You know, it's a horror story. It's yeah. a story that is made to horrify you, and they 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 glean some sort of. It's, it's like they tell it with relish. They yes. tell it. With a, and, and he sounds so, so reverent when he, he's talking he's thrilled, about it. right yeah. because it's all for the glory of God. It's just it's 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 fucking repugnant. Yeah, it, because all it does is scare people. Yep. and that's what that's what the tool is. It's a tool to scare you into thinking, oh God, this is this is going to be really bad, and I've got to make sure that I follow I follow Jesus because five to eight years is not a long time to get my shit on track right. before the end of the world. It's no
3: different than like the titillation of like the Hieronymus Bosch paintings of hell and stuff, you know, like, oh, look at the naked demons torturing the naked people in hell. and It's like there's a titillation to that to that violence, you know, that they that I agree that they totally fucking we've throughout history. We have fucking reveled in that we've reveled in the idea of somebody else's pain and misery. And then and then he tops that fucking shit with the with the maraschino cherry of fucking evil by saying like. He's basically saying, like, well, God won't give you – and it, it it makes me crazy when people fucking throw this fucking plum out there. Like, he's like, well, God does, never gives you more than yeah, you can handle, yeah. right? Like, it's all for the glory of God. Yeah. It's like God routinely, fucking routinely
4: gives people more than they can handle. If there's a God. Yeah, right. Yeah. If there's a God and you believe this, right. God yes. will give you more than you can handle. That, that shit is fucking standard. Yeah. And there are plenty of people who don't handle it. Yeah. Right? Like Like all those people in the Holocaust.
3: Right. Or like you (laughs) know, like you know, I think it it like the the incredible number of veterans that commit suicide. Sure. For example. Yeah. Like veteran suicide rates are, you know, multipliers higher. Yeah. You know? Clearly they were given some shit they they cannot handle, handle, right? And then they don't handle it. And it's like but and yet still that platitude is out there. Like, oh, it's for the glory of God. Oh, really? Like How am I supposed to reconcile the reality of suffering?
4: Yeah.
3: Your benevolent
4: God. How am I supposed to look at that little kid in his outfit that washed ashore? Right. Just trying to get to fucking safety from that fucking barrel bomb haven that is Syria. Right. And then and look at that and say all glory be to God. uh, You know. And and did you? I read the story where
3: they interviewed the father and he says my son's slipped through my hands. Yeah. And I think that's a man who was given more than he could handle. Yep. How is he supposed to move through his life? Yeah. All he'll ever feel is that last moment that of last his moment son of slipping, slipping through his through hands. His hands. Absolutely. That's the, Absolutely. That's the
4: only thing he'll ever feel not his life. That's not a unique story in that right? Syrian conflict either. It's not, it's not like it's that's got a good picture. just got a good picture. A good picture. Right. They, I, I was listening to a story today on NPR where this guy says, yeah, my wife, you know, my wife died. We left, and our boat flipped over on the way here, and I had to hold my two girls. And he, he lived, and his two girls lived. But his wife? But his, his wife is dead because she got killed by ISIS. <sighs> it's, it, the only thing about
3: that photo, it's not that that photo is an anomaly. It's that photo was taken. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know? And it's and all for the glory of God. Yeah, whatever. Fucking silly ass. It's a mean thing to say when you think about it.
1: Allah who Akbar, Allah who Akbar, No one will allow, Allah will allow, Allah will allow, glory, oh
3: motherfucker. No one will allow, Allah 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 will will allow, Allah will allow, Allah will will um, Saudi Arabia is coming under fire um, for not taking in uh, the, the Syrians fleeing conflict. The Syrians are hopping in uh, rickety ass fucking boats and and going through incredible um, torturous travel that often ends in in misery, despair, and death. Um, meanwhile, Saudi Arabia um, has, you know, it looks like housing for about three million people in huge tents with bathrooms and kitchen facilities. Um, and these tents exist for pilgrims, um, the Hajj pilgrims, or, or pilgrims doing the Hajj or whatever. I don't know. Do you do the Hajj?
4: Yeah. How
3: many steps are there in a typical Hajj? Well, it, I mean, it, I don't know that. first is dance. you
4: got to jump to the left. Then okay, it's a step that's... to the right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part where you
3: put your hands in your hips, but. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. There always is. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to a wedding on Saturday, so I'm going to do, I'm sure we'll do the Hajj you there. You will. Yeah. And I'll. At the uh, end of it, I'll you got sure to slap your wife. <laughs> oh no See we're oh. anti-Islamic Oh my god It's our problem um, So yeah the, the, the whole fucking Syrian crisis The refugee crisis is pretty fucked It's a fucking disaster And uh, you know it's, it's interesting because Most of the articles that I've read
4: on this um, it, there, There's only a couple Of countries Jordan and uh, Lebanon, Tur- Jordan and Turkey Let me read off where these people are so- Thank you Four million refugees from Syria are in just five countries: Turkey, Lebanon, Jordan, Iraq and Egypt. I'm reading directly this I'm reading directly from Amnesty International right now. Lebanon hosts 1.2 million refugees, uh, which amounts to around one in five people in the country. Jordan Jesus. hosts 650,000, which amounts to 10 percent of the population. Turkey hosts 1.9 million, which is more than any other country worldwide. Iraq, where 3 million people have been internally displaced in the last 18 months, hosts 249,000, and Egypt hosts 132,000 refugees from Syria. So uh, the thing is, though, and this is what Tom is getting into, the Gulf countries, including Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and Bahrain, have offered zero resettlement places for Syrian refugees. Now, this is from Amnesty International. Now, I know that there's other reports that say that they've given up 500,000. Some people say like a couple million or something have shown up there. But I, this is Amnesty International's numbers. I also want to point out that the, that the average gross, uh, gross product of the average citizen or whatever is like 50,000 in the United States. It's about the same in Saudi Arabia. But in like Qatar and Kuwait, it's in the 90s and 100,000 per person. So, you're talking about very rich nations. These are not poor nations. These are nations with a lot of money. They have a lot of resources. They're nearby and they share the same religion. You know, from a lot of the stories that I read, is that a lot of
3: these nations feel that the Syrians flooding into their borders will be a de- destabilizing population um, because these are countries that, by and large, have uh, control. By um force of their nation and their people, and they have control by uh tradition of their of their of their people and their country and uh, there's a lot of speculation that um, the authorities feel that, that that opening the border to these refugees would be a destabilizing event, and that they may have a difficult time holding on to their power regime i think I think the feeling is like hey we we have a precarious balance here, yeah if we have people come streaming in to our borders with new ideas um telling us that you know the world can be another way yeah and we fought for it to be another way man that that could be really dangerous for you know the monarchy in Saudi Arabia for example
4: the reason why i think we want to talk about this story in particular is the representative said that Saudi Arabia has given 700 million to humanitarian aid in, in uh, aid to Syrians. And then it said last week, Saudi officials offered to build 200 new mosques in Germany. Yeah. That's unreal to me. Like, I read the
3: 200 mosques in Germany thing, and I thought, what a fuck you that is. Who cares? What a fuck you that is. That's like those motherfuckers who show up to Haiti after the fucking earthquake with Bibles. You know, fuck your Bibles. Fuck your mosques. Fuck your proselytizing bullshit. And particularly the idea that you would look at another nation and be like, well I'll just fucking build a bunch of churches over there. Fuck you. These are people that need they're they're in desperate need of food, jobs, housing, medicine, clothing, shelter. That's what they need. They don't need a fucking mosque. You yeah, know fucking rub some dirt on it, you may as well fucking a mosque? Yeah. I'll build a mosque in your country. That's how I'll fucking help.
0: Want to contact the guys? forward slash dissonance pod or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of cognitive dissonance on a per episode basis if you can't spare any money take a second to give us a five-star review on itunes or stitcher or spread the word about the show we want to send a big heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us you fucking rock
3: So this story comes from uh, Right Wing Watch. Jonathan Cahn blows September 13th doomsday prophecy, finds convenient explanation. Um, So, you know, the world, I don't know if you noticed this, but the fucking Schmeagle didn't find his precious or whatever. And
4: uh, the world has continued without disaster. Let's listen to Jonathan Cahn talk about this prediction and why. Something didn't happen
5: last week. Uh, the good friend Jonathan Kahn told us about the mystery of the Shemitah. You probably didn't understand what that was all about. Is that that's every seven years the Bible calls for a Sabbath rest?
4: You have to spend a whole year in rest. That sounds amazing. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. You get, until I let, lose my house. Well, no, I, I was the, gonna say, like, how are you gonna get that paid time off? The United States won't even give you two weeks for Christ's right.
3: sake, <laughs> right? Like, you gotta call up your your lender and be like, oh yeah, listen, I'm not gonna make my mortgage payments. I got the fucking Schmeagles or whatever. Here's the
4: thing, I can't, I can't, I can't make payments, electronic payments, because it's fucking, it's the Jewish holiday year, right. of The shemitah, the scimitar.
5: Yeah, <laughs> well, That year is called the Shemitah the On the last day of the Shimitan, uh Of years past We've seen massive drops in the stock market The most recent Shemitah Ended this past Sunday
3: Oh, what did the stock market do on Sunday? <laughs> well, let's find out, Tom Maybe yeah. they'll talk
2: about it <laughs> So Jonathan is here, and I want to say, Jonathan, did it happen or not? (laughs) Well, great to be back. And I I just want to say something, because we usually say this privately, but but it's the seven days of blaze here. And I came to the Lord during the seven days of blaze. Uh, watching the 700 Club uh, throughout that time as a Jewish person that was helping me to come to the Lord during the seven days of blaze. Well, we were honoring Israel. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So I (laughs) want (laughs) to.
4: Praise God. Oh, man. Of course you were honoring Israel. Please ejaculate in my face, Israel. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. Actually, while you're ejaculating, can you strangle a small Muslim girl? Is that possible?
2: <laughs> we, you know, people don't know that, but yeah. that's just the many, many things well, that I come am from the. I'm thrilled to hear that. Yeah. Um, well, here's the okay. The last thing I said when we were here last right. week is is
4: a bunch of bullshit.
3: Right. It's just some fucking <laughs> nonsense. I like how Pat, by the way, is like they're not even talking about how fucking actually anti-Semitic this whole conversation is. Because this guy basically came and was like, "Yeah, I used to be Jewish, and then now I'm not Jewish." And the whole time, he's like, "Praise God, praise God." He's basically saying, "Like, praise God, you're not Jewish anymore." Is he? Was he saying that he was not Jewish anymore, though? Yeah, I think he's saying that he—that's how he found God, right? I think. And and Pat seems super happy about that. I assume.
4: (laughs) Sounds like a that sounds like a like a fucking hard rock concert that they're gonna have. (laughs) The in like grant park the days of blaze you know where they sunday, like get, sunday 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 days like, of blaze they like you. dig fucking that that <laughs> hiv infested guy from poison out to sing ah, a song ah. <laughs> it's like come on out here and sing a song <laughs> yeah no those sores on your face that gives you character that's good that's yeah. fine
3: that that'll that'll heal the right guy's up. like
4: the guy's like a fucking like right now like all he is is one giant herpy. You know? <laughs> oh no. They get him and the fucking one arm dude from Def Leopard, yeah. the fucking jam and like, session out I like that twisted sister guy to wear his fucking shoulder pads. <laughs> there you go. D. Snyder. Get all three of those fuckers <laughs> out there for the days of blaze. It's the days of blaze. Big hair. <laughs> small
3: shorts.
2: Cheap beer. You know, and I've said this from the beginning, is nothing has to happen at, at you can't put God in a box because yeah. he'll get out of it. You know. So so <laughs> things like what?
3: You can't Well, that doesn't mean I can't put him in there. It just means I can't
4: keep Look, him in there. This is, these are two axioms that you have to follow. You cannot put God in a box and you cannot put baby in a corner. Those are two <laughs> things you just can't do.
3: Well, maybe maybe it's Schrodinger's God. That's That's what it is. It's like... It's like he's there. He's not there. Oh, hey, I look at uh, the box. There's no God. Open the God is, I the box, the is.
4: I done got out that box.
2: <laughs> but so the, the stock market wasn't open on Sunday, so For you sure. can't really have a crash. But the interesting thing is that what's happened with the Shemitah is there's several templates in the book of how the different ones have come in the last uh, 40 and 50 years. Mm-hmm. This one has you know, two of them have had a crash on a little 29, but the others have a different pattern, and that's what this has done. This has followed the pattern of this. The sh- when the Shemitahs happened, the last, the last cycles is what's happened is that before the Shemitah come that last day, there's the stock market, which has been ascending. Yes. The Shemitah changes that direction, and it begins descending.
4: All right, so let's look. I'm going to take a look at the stock market right. last week. All right, let's check Joe it. Did it Jones. Yeah. I know the answer to this but that's all right. <laughs> okay, so uh look we like get a little blip today up mm. to 69. Let's just take a look at the 5 day. Oh, it looks like it's rising. Oh, oh five wow, day, look at that. It looks like it started the 5 day tom at 16:330 and uh it's today at 4 it was 16 Six seventy six. So, at, huh. according to my calculations, that is a I'm number. A, I'm not a matharian, right. but that <laughs> seems like it's going up. And the reason why I know that is Google has created a graph for me, right? and I can it's just tell. Got a pointy yeah, line in the I right direction. Tell. So yeah, I
3: just listen to Marketplace yeah. on my way home, and they play the right music, and then I know the Shemitah is not real.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want to, you know the. the I love I love this and I don't know that I'm going to play any more of this cuz this is basically what he, what he's saying is is relatively simple, right?
3: And
2: um, worthless.
4: And let, let's not forget that what yeah. he's saying is fucking meaningless,
3: utterly worthless jib jab. But
4: it's it's also tom and this is something I don't want to pass up. While it is jib jab and garbage to us, he's doing the perfect con ploy to keep selling his book of moving the goalposts. Right. So they he uh, you'll never get uh, you know all there's always going to be something bad and he can always pick that certain thing that's bad. Now he said that the the stock market's going to be bad. Well, the stock market wasn't bad on Sunday, but it's starting to go down he's saying. Well, it's not starting to go down. But you know, the thing is is like it doesn't matter because as long as he keeps moving these goalposts out and saying, "Well, sometimes it doesn't happen on the exact day. Sometimes it does." But if you put God in a box, Right. He's going to way out. out of that box. He'll find a way out. So, you know, he's trying to make a lawyer out of me. But don't worry. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen eventually because he wants to sell his book and because Pat Robertson wants to sell his fear. And these, these guys feed off into each other. Uh, there's a there's a part of this article where it says Cain went on to claim that his prophecy would be proven correct. As long as something bad happens anytime time between now and September of 2016. <laughs>
1: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
3: So also from Right Wing Watch, uh, Jim Baker, even your sweet neighbors will start eating babies in the end times. How do you know if they're sweet? If you bit at them, is that how you know? You bite into them and you're like, man, my neighbors are sweet. I was going to say, if the neighbors are that sweet and I eat their babies, it's going to be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. They're
4: they're like spreadable at that point. It's like maple syrup. Oh, yeah. That's That's the best kind. I made flapjacks from your kids. (laughs) Just boil up those fucking sweet neighbor babies. All right, so this is is fucking Jim Baker, who is as prepper crazy as you get because he needs to fucking lay it on thick, folks, because he wants to sell you a fucking giant tub of lard.
5: (laughs) One second after tells us all hell breaks loose when the world comes apart. If you have food, and the gangs know it, they will come for it. You're selling food? Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute.
3: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This guy is expressly selling food. Yeah. And now he's telling me that that having this food will make me more in danger. Yeah. You're... You're not selling properly, sir. Well, does he have guns on his website? (laughs) I don't know. Like, all of his food should be fucking like landmines. Sure. It should be like a bucket of fucking corn biscuits or whatever garbage he's selling with landmines all over it.
4: Or just uh, he could instead uh, just sell that and then he could sell sort of a half put together alarm
5: clock. There you go. And then that would scare everyone away. Scare them all, right? Other people, your neighbors, your sweet, sweet neighbors. Don't tell them you got food.
3: What? <laughs> Don't tell your neighbors you got food. That would be a
4: charitable Christian thing to... Yeah. Wait a minute. Don't tell them you got food. Don't
5: share it with them. Yeah. Maybe he'll say you share it with them. Let's see. Unless they're part of the team that's your, your little group of people that you trust. As long as they're being fed, they probably won't turn on you, but, you know. Jesus, what world is he <laughs> living he is... <laughs> Good Lord. He referred what? initially to something
4: called One Second After.
3: That's what a book? is that? It's
4: a book. It's a book he's showing on, on, uh, on the screen. That One Second After is a book.
5: The, the Bible says they're going to eat their arms. What? The Bible says they're going to eat their babies. Then it says they're going to eat their children. That's what people do when they get hungry. Well, not really.
3: Nobody eats their arms.
4: Why would you Who eat your own your arms? arms? You need to be able to pick up someone else's arm to put it in. You know, right?
3: Like, like, fucking phase two of I ate my arms is not real endearing.
4: Like, <laughs> I don't know what. Like, you're walking also, around it's like. It's so weird. It's like, yeah, I'm really I, hungry. Let me cut off part of my body and then digest it Okay. Why, uh,
1: but it was already st- part of your body
4: <laughs> yeah you know, start at your fucking
3: biscuits, you know what I mean like start yeah. somewhere else, cut off the Let ass, part of your body, you know, maybe lop off a love
4: handle, give yourself you know, some cosmetics I, do you now I tried to do some research on this, and I found some some back and forth, but I was looking at the worst famines we've ever had, all right, you know what I mean, yeah, and uh the one that was in russia where they did that forced famine uh the holocaust things like that there were reports of cannibalism happening there okay um but it doesn't sound like a whole group of people you know like like it's it's fucking walking dead times you know what i mean right. like it sounded like they i, I want to say in stalingrad maybe it was either stalingrad or it was somewhere else where they arrested they arrested 2500 people for cannibalism
3: but most of the time, when when people resort to cannibalism, aren't they cannibalizing dead people? That's
4: the thing that I thought. Like and I tried to read. I, I, I read yeah. some things where they were talking about how they specifically, uh, you know, some people have eaten their children and things like that. I can't imagine somebody doing that. Like that sounds like an old wives' tale to me. I'd love to see like an actual report of somebody who was really starving and being like, "Whoop, well, I made you. I eat you." Right. You know. Right. You know. It's usually like <clears throat> somebody from where died. Understand- and then you eat
3: Bill. Yeah. Which I who cares? Yeah. You know, like somebody's dead, they're not using it anymore. Fucking let's do this shit. Like
4: Yeah, I I, who cares? I I would have a very I would have very uh uh as long as I had access to cooking utensils, I don't know that I would have much of a problem eating a person if they were dead and I was starving. Yeah, I I can tell you that I don't think I would have a fucking issue yeah. with it at all. I would be like, oh well. I'm, you were really cool in life, Tom. Yeah. Now I, you're finally marbled. Yeah, and know, this right? is going <laughs> to be the best sous vide shank I ever made. <laughs> Wait,
3: like you bring home my fucking corpse on a fucking sled or whatever you have to use to carry it. It's like huh, a, a family, large helicopter. We're going to be
4: fine. It's one of those helicopters that they they put air conditioners <laughs> in with. That's what I'd have to bring you home. on. We're gonna, so. we're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's still all of Chicago, Chicago is like praising me. They're like, "We could eat for a long time." And I'll be like, "What are you kidding me? That's one meal for me." <laughs> you have to actually move into
3: wherever I died because getting me out is too challenging. Yeah, no, that's your corpse. We're just going right. to move into it. That's it. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to just build a house <laughs> <laughs> inside my inside rib cage.
5: <laughs> so Jim Baker's this really fool. Because he's telling you to store food if the Social Security checks don't come. What? Wait, what?
4: Holy shit, is this the longest pause ever? No, listen, is it. They cut. They just did the cut for the Social Security checks don't come. So listen to the cut. It's from the cut on. If the Social Security
5: checks don't come.
4: Still going. Still going. He's still staring. Still going. <laughs> still going.
5: What are you going to do? I'm going to
4: edit my audio so that doesn't fucking happen. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. The he just ho- lost it, dude. That's like he just five like, seconds long, dude. It's like, it's longer than that. It's like somebody six shut seconds him long. off. That's amazing. No, you know what's so he's funny? He's staring at the camera doing nothing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know what's so funny is that uh, it, now that I think about it, I actually read the book one second after. It took me a minute to remember because I read it years ago. It came out in like two thousand nine. I had to Google it to to remember it because it wasn't all that good. Um, but I read that book. I read one second after, and it's about an electromagnetic pulse attack um, that that disables you know America. And it strikes me that that he basically had the exact same thing happen inside his brain during that pause. <laughs> it just it just shorted him out. Like something
5: was just like, "Hey, I'm... yeah." I'm not talking about atomic bombs. I'm not talking about tornadoes. I'm not talking about tsunamis. I'm talking about the government's already broke. How come you have more trust? What? Is, wait, what? And even our money said in God we trust, but the government doesn't mean that anymore. That's probably against the law to say that in our country. What the what?
3: He's just he's lost it.
5: He is. He was he pounding on. He's pounding he pound, on the
3: table. He's just slapping things and freaking out and like yeah. selling fucking cheddar biscuits. He's, <laughs> this is not a man <laughs> to take seriously. He's like. He's like. We're already broke. So give your money to me. Right. Yeah. The, your money doesn't mean anything. But I still want it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it fucking means something. Because you're willing to exchange it for food, yeah. motherfucker. And if you believed any of this shit, you'd be like, yeah, do we have a whole bunch of food? I'm going to move into the warehouse
4: of food. Yeah. And is there any way we could just take all of the money that we have and just, like, make an armed guard and just feed them? Right. That's it. Yeah. It, it Clearly doesn't –
3: that's the best thing about these prepper dudes, right? The, the guys who sell you – like, make no mistake. The people who sell you the prepper shit don't believe in the prepper shit or the necessity for it. Because they're trading you the resources to survive the apocalypse for money that would be useless during the apocalypse.
5: They clearly want the money. Yeah. But how can we trust a country that's broke, that has a right for a separate entity to print money? What are you? That's worth, he, has, like, he has no idea. He he's
4: making it up as he goes along. If you watch this video, he's making it up as he goes along. He doesn't no, know where he's no, going in the next he has second. No idea. And, he, and he has nobody in the audience with him. Everybody's just completely silent and they did a cut away a few seconds ago where they showed a fucking guy standing over there that was going to show you how to use your bucket of cornmeal and he's like the chef and he's just like i don't want to be here but i'm gonna i'm gonna make biscuits so they can know how to use their cornmeal
3: this guy can't he has a, he can't even sentence it's awesome
4: it's awesome
5: that's it's valuable as the paper that it's printed on, maybe not even that valuable.
3: What well, would always be that valuable?
5: <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing
3: else, it literally else, cannot lose yeah, that it, value. That's, that's a value it all that always, is an intrinsic yeah. physical value. <laughs> it can't. It cannot lose that value no under what. any circumstances. No matter what.
5: What do we do? Help me with this. Well, and that's the point of, of your ministry. That's <laughs> one of the major points I make in my book is that, look, when it all falls apart like that, then, then it comes down to basic survival. So, and, and that, so these buckets, if nothing happens but the, and the government goes broke, and we already are, it's not a fool. The Bible says a fool doesn't prepare. Exactly, you're, And yet you're, preachers you're, you're are telling them, that they're foolish if they store up. No, you're a There's you preacher do literally saying, "Don't do what Jim Baker's saying." I know. I don't want that blood on my hands. Yeah. When you're huddled in a corner with your grandbaby and they're screaming and crying and there's no food, I don't want that blood on my hands, preacher.
3: Oh my Whoa. gosh,
5: he's selling. I mean, that's that's a sell
4: right there.
3: That that's is a guy who knows his audience too. He said, "Grandbabies." Yep, like that's a guy who knows his audience. Like that's a guy who knows that he has got the fucking you know older folks who've yes. got a little bit of fucking oh they got that grocery money. You yeah, know, exactly. It's like,
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, what a what a horrible thing to be. You know, I mean, it, it, it's you know I say it's a horrible thing, Tom, but here is the thing: it's fucking just the same as selling hell. Right? Sure. He's it's selling the, it on it's Earth. the same thing. You're selling a fear to try to get as much money as you can off of it. Right. You're selling a fear so that you can you know that's what all of those scams are, right? The scams when it comes to religion and the scams when it comes to you know psychics and all that, it's it's either selling a dream or selling fear.
3: Right. Yeah, well fear sells fear obviously it sells better than it than uh you know some Reward because a reward, you have to find out what people prefer, right, right. so if I'm selling you some kind of uh, heaven, then I have to find out what's heaven to you, but everybody's afraid of starving because everything everybody's afraid of you know uh, the death of their family members. we're all afraid of the same things. we just don't all want the same things, so it's easier to sell adversity than it would be to sell triumph, right. That one spectrum is just is just uh you know so much simpler from a psychology and
4: physiology standpoint to know this guy though he sounds really crazy oh he's <laughs> senile think, but i think I think that that's you know i I kind of think that him's it's him being sly, you know what I mean like he sounds exasperated he sounds frustrated he sounds like he really wants you to buy this stuff so he's not culpable in your little grandbabies being hungry and dying yeah right you know he he wants to sound like that so that he can sell more and more of these fucking giant tubs of garbage that he's gonna sell and they're really expensive like his shit is super fucking
3: expensive too like i remember reading something not that long ago that you know like his buy volume prices are like worse than the grocery store it's it's a scam and this is a this is a convicted scam artist Right. Let's not forget who Jim Baker is. Jim Baker's a fraud. He's a scam artist. He's a liar. That's what he is. He's he went to fucking prison for this shit. This is exactly the shit that he went to prison for. Now he's out and he's fucking selling some more shit to fucking. He's a huckster, man. This is this is the only game he knows. So what does he do? He gets out of prison. He fucking rewrites his business plan. And now he sells fucking cornmeal biscuits
4: in fear. For twenty five hundred dollars, bulk basic eight food eight year food supply. <laughs> 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 You'll receive twenty eight buckets. This bundle has a total of twenty three thousand dollars in savings. I guess I don't know. And it's like just all this, and it's all it's like ten things. Well, maybe than that. Maybe it's twenty five things: potato shreds, corn chowder soup creamy chicken and rice cheesy broccoli rice creamy potato soup black bean burger buttermilk pancake moose chocolate milk mousse regular milk uh, honey coated banana slices <laughs> mashed potatoes <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous cornmeal sugar pinto beans there's a lot of sugar wow, wow. I mean you gotta have your energy up man. yeah Potato dices, potato slices, <laughs> apple slices, rice, brown rice, lentils. And then there's bonuses. You get iodized salt. Yeah, well, you want it to be iodized. If you...
3: AP you so I'm flour. looking at something right now like, um, the, the, you know, he's got like a bucket of wheat, um, which he sells for $216. He calls it a 550 meals. It's just a bucket of wheat. He sells it for $216. Um, He sells a survival kit. Um, for uh a thousand and seven or three thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. You can buy the same thing at mudcreek.com for a thousand and seventy five dollars. He sells like Paracord um on his site. Holy um, shit. He's got duct tape on
4: here.
5: Yeah. I mean he just tape? he just you sells get sixty shit.
4: yards of duct tape for hundred dollars? Yeah. It's all that's a, that's the thing. It's all overpriced
3: fucking garbage stuff, dude. It's like I could run to Costco and I could fill my cart with fucking rice and beans, stick it in a couple of food-safe buckets, snap a lid on it, throw some desiccant packages in it, and I've accomplished the same thing for fucking twenty nine ninety five. Wow! And he sells—he—he—it's like he's not even buying it wholesale and reselling it. It's like he's buying it
4: retail and reselling it. <laughs> So we want to thank our uh, most recent patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons uh, for all their uh, hard-earned dollars they give us. We really do appreciate it. But we want to thank our most recent patrons. One of my favorite names ever, Senator, love your suit. I saw that. A that was fucking great. great name. John, Chris, Todd, Brianna, Joel, Edie, and Ken, thank you very much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. We also got a
3: PayPal donation from Jason. Jason, thank you so much for the PayPal donation. We're terribly grateful.
4: We got a message. Uh, this is from Jacqueline, and she sent us a video. And the first thing I want to say to Jacqueline is fucking don't record videos while you're driving. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> fucking recording a video while you're driving. But uh, she, she says she's a constable, and then she lists several other things that she does. Uh, I just wanted to say... Watch the video. Thank you for sending it. That badge looks fake as fuck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so thanks for sending in a message, Jacqueline. Uh, we missed this and this is something we didn't pay attention to. Cause I really don't know what, like fucking the departments of fucking whatever don't, I don't even know what they do. Right. But, uh, but we missed this out. I guess the department of energy is in charge of nuclear policy and nuclear management, but has nothing to do with gas or minerals or oil. This is from Zach. He's saying this, uh, the position uh she should be applying for was head of the department of the interior so <laughs> so she wants to close down the wrong department i guess the cnn department reporter calls her out later in the interview but we only there was only a tiny clip of it so we didn't see it all oh really but you know like here's the thing man
3: like it's okay um, in my eye, like, it doesn't matter that I don't know that or you don't know that because I'm not asking for the job. Right. You know what I mean? It's like if I sh- I'm not saying like, oh, you should make me the fucking secretary of energy so I can shut down the Department of Energy. But I don't know what the Department of Energy is. I love that you would shut it down and it's in charge
4: of nuclear management. Right. <laughs> Goofball. I just shut that down. It's like applying for a job at Google and thinking you're going to work on, like, fucking artificial hearts or something. <laughs> so uh, this is a really funny message. This is from Savannah. Uh, and Savannah says, odd that that a Jew God would choose an Arabic number seven over a, a Hebrew letter. Zayin. Zayin.
3: Z- so, that's not a thing. Sure. So, uh, so that's that's Zatarans,
4: I think it's actually like a dirty rice. It is a dirty rice. it's yeah. a, a not little rice. Filthy fucking rice. I got an image this week, and this is from Jonathan. Jonathan uh, sent this image, and I'm going to put it as this week and this week's show notes. This is episode 250. So check it out. It's from what looks like a flyer for a church, and it it's fucking hilarious. So just check it out. Uh, like I say, episode uh 250. I wanted to mention too we got a correction uh I said witches were burned in America they were not there was no witches burned in America. However, in like the 1680s they burned a witch in France. <laughs> so while they were hanging them in America, uh they were burning witches in France. This is great Tom. Somebody uh, the the uh governor it looks like the governor of California sent Ben Carson a message. Yeah, so uh
3: Jerry Brown sent, uh, Ben Carson a letter along with a fucking thumb drive. Um, and it basically says, Hey, you know, you said that there's no overwhelming science, um, that things that are, are being man, man made or, or, or human cause in terms of climate change. And he's like, well, here's a fucking flash drive with a complete United Nations intergovernmental panel on climate change synthesis report. Um, and it's fucking, it's just great. It's like, let's stop ignoring this shit. And he ends the letter saying, please use your considerable intelligence to review this material. Climate change is much bigger than partisan politics. And I just think that's awesome. It won't go anywhere, but I think it's still awesome.
4: We got a comic, Tom, that uh, we're going to share a link for on this week's show notes as well.
3: Yeah, Russ sent us a comic. um, And, you know, a lot of times I don't look at these comics or I always look at them, but I'm not usually a big fan of these types of things. Um, this is from On a Plate. Um, it's a short story about privilege. Um, and I thought this actually did a really wonderful job of you know, kind of encapsulating what what privilege is and how it works, and
4: uh it's just a it's a wonderfully done comic actually. This is great. We got a message from Michael who said uh he wanted to thank us for our podcast God Awful Movies. Uh so Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, Michael. We're uh we're <laughs> glad to, keep drinking, big. We guy. are happy to uh to accommodate, buddy. Yeah. Keep, uh keep That's a new podcast, by the way, if you are unfamiliar with the work of No Illusions <laughs> and He then Wright and uh Eli, I don't know, his last name starts with a B. Uh those guys do a podcast called God Awful Movies and it's on its third episode, I believe. So This is pretty funny. This is a message from Brandon, and Brandon said, I love uh, the show and listening to the most recent episode. Sarah Palin's segment was great, but I think you missed the best part. She always seems to judge her expertise on something by her proximity to it. Foreign policy? She can see Russia from her house. Oil and gas? God planted that shit right underneath her. Global warming? Alaska is still cold. Myth busted. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. So that's very funny. We got a message from... uh, couple people they sent us a an image uh where there's a, a somebody it looks like it's it's horse is spelled out on a horse so they sent us a couple of images of it um that's actually a myth busted uh the horse i saw the original picture of that and that horse does not spell horse on it it's just a big white patch on its side. Right. but somebody photoshopped it on there so tom we're gonna do the winner of our caption contest and i have a hat here we liked several of them, so we put a bunch of them in a hat. So I'm getting ready to pull here. Winner is Aaron Gleason, and I'm going to read it. Remember, Doc, you want to make sure the first exorcism is below the evil gland. dun 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 So, so Aaron, we will be in touch with you, and we will send you a T-shirt. Thank you, everyone, for participating in the caption challenge. So we got a message uh, from Hannah, and Hannah was super excited when she found out that we did a a show with the Thank God I'm Atheist guys, uh, Frank and Dan. I'm going to read here directly from her email. She said, it's like someone surprised me with a Game of Thrones Doctor Who crossover. Like, your two shows aren't even in the same universe, but still involve old-timey stuff. (laughs) She says, (laughs) by the way, I thought about it, and... Thank God I'm Atheist would be the Doctor Who because they're kind of fun-loving and goofy with some serious overtones, but you guys would be Game of Thrones because someone dies every episode. (laughs) I think that's great. I think that should be our new tagline. Someone dies every episode. episode. (laughs) Uh, So funny, Hannah. Thanks for listening. We're glad you liked the crossover. They were a lot of fun to record with, and uh, their show has not come out yet, but when it does... Um, my suspicion is it'll probably be out maybe the same day that this releases. So keep your eyes open for it. They're on 199 last time I checked, but we'll be on episode 200 of Thank God I'm Atheist. So check out their show. We got a message. <laughs> this is from Andre. And Andre sent us. I love this. This vegan black metal. Uh, chef. It, it's a chef, and it's it's so funny because it's it's basically somebody making a food in the style of Nor- like Norwegian death metal or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's very, very funny. funny very funny so if you want to check it out it'll be on this week's show notes episode 250 so finally we got a a correction from chris and chris says uh he says that the dmt thing that uh i don't know if it was dan or frank uh said last week about uh about dmt going into your brain uh he says that that might not be true that it's specifically mostly comes from a book called dmt the spirit molecule (laughs) I didn't realize that at all. I had no that idea. Seems, that seems like a, uh, I don't know about that. He says, if that title doesn't set off the skeptical alarm bells, and that's true. Right? Immediately when I read that, I'm like, what the what? So he says, uh, there's a there's no reason to believe it's true. Um, I don't know anything about it. I'm just reading his email. So uh, if you want to get in an argument with Chris, get an argument with Chris. I don't have any, <laughs> I don't have any dog in this hunt. Right. I don't care if it drops DMT. I don't care if it does. He says near-death experience are most likely caused by a combination of factors, the erratic activity in the brain as it struggles to function without enough oxygen, and the memories of the experience uh, actually being constructed by the brain after the fact once the person regains consciousness. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. It's crazy how our fucking brains work, man. (laughs) it's
3: amazing that they do work.
4: Oh, it's fucking crazy. So I don't know. I I know that that DMT thing is something that Rogan talks about all the time. Like he's always on about DMT. Um, Really? Yeah, it's one of those things that he always talks about. Because it's a drug you can do. Like you can go fucking do DMT. Um, And it's like a crazy hallucinogen. Like it's illegal, I assume, right? Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah, yeah, okay. But you know, it doesn't stop people from doing no, I'm it. And just I know curious. he's he's yeah. dropped it before and I guess it's like from his telling, at least when I've heard him talk about it, from his telling it's it's the same stuff that sort of releases when you dream. So like when you're dreaming this shit releases into your body or something. That's what he's saying. I don't know if any of this is true, right? It's right. just a Roganism, so I have fucking no idea. <laughs> Roganism, I like that. But, Roganism. But his his thought is that it it like releases the shit that you dream about, and I guess when you take this DMT, it's like your dreams when you wake up or you finish your trip, you forget about it. And I guess the only reason he remembered his is he kind of detailed and journaled his while he was going through it. So Really? So yeah, wait like, a minute, there's a wait whole a video on this. Rogan has a video that someone cut out of his show so you can find it uh, if you look for like Rogan DMT like there's like a little excerpt I didn't I didn't listen to his whole show I just listened to that specific excerpt that he says and again I don't know any of the validity of it I don't know what he whether or not that's true or not so yeah. but uh but anyway thanks Chris for sending in the message about DMT So that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to have a long week this week. We'll be back next Monday, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue.
3: It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit